Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 142. We're a podcast that talks about pop culture things that interest us, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. Good to see you after a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a hot minute. We've been mm -hmm. um, trying to keep the content going with the, the anime show, so... Absolutely. Like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, Thanks for uh, taking the reins there, and I'm I'm slowly catching up on Demon Slayer. Been yeah, hammering away. So hopefully I'll be on there soon. Well, the finale, the seventy minute finale, is next week, <laughs> next Sunday. Okay. <laughs> this this, this well, upcoming we'll Sunday. So yeah, we'll see. Um. Yeah, it's um. It's worked out well. Hopefully people like it. The one thing I've found to be a problem is that when I tried like looking for anime podcasts or Demon Slayer podcasts or something like that in a podcast directory, ours doesn't come up because oh, we're listed as like, I don't know, a pop culture entertainment thing. And it, sure. it's just not there. So um, that's unfortunate because when you look at some of the you know, it doesn't seem like there's all that many, really. So mm -hmm. maybe there are. Maybe, I don't know. But anyways, we've been doing that. We'll be back next week with that, uh, with the finale, Demon Slayer. So, yeah. Um, anyways, for this show, yeah, it's been a little while. Um, how's, uh, how's everything been? Uh, pretty good. Good as can be. Um, I'm solo parenting to two young children's for the week so that's been a little nuts that's crazy yeah. um yeah <laughs> so it's been interesting um but you know i mean one of them does go to daycare during the day so and then the other's a little baby so i have been able to you know kind of keep up on some content that i've wanted to watch so okay. not not a total loss not a total you know break from the entertainment world sure um, well, if you have to like all of a sudden just jump to like get to one of them, <laughs> it's fine. I'll blabber on. <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you. Covered mm. for me as always. <laughs> um, well, before we really get into it, talk about what we're covering. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be just kind of catching up, see what we've been watching. Couple, um, one big announcement. I'm going to try my best to not wake my two sleeping, hopefully sleeping children with <laughs> like thunderous laughter. And then uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, some of the gaming stuff that's been going on. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since we've really talked about too much gaming stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah. But before all those wonderful things, we've been drink holidays. We do. We do. Uh, quite a few, actually, and a, quite a few good ones. Um, I was hard-pressed to, like, pick something. So I went one direction, mm. but my heart was very torn in this list of uh, drink holidays that have happened over the past week. Um, so uh, almost a week ago now, on June 8th, it was World Gin Day, which, if you know me, gin is one of my favorite hard alcohols. Um, so there's a clue as to maybe something that's in my drink tonight. Um, the following day, June 9th, it was dark and stormy day. Uh, nice. On June 10th, 
So, you know, like I said, a slew of holidays here. It was National Rosé Day, Rosé All Day. And today, this would have been perfect. I was almost tempted to go here. Uh, today is Bourbon Day, and it is also a related old-fashioned day. Nice. So, yeah. Like I said, quite a few and quite a few good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Dark Stormy, also known as the... Uh, uh, what? It's a show we just watched. Um, just talk oh, about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, weren't you going to do a Dark and Stormy for... Uh, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is this thing? It's um, right? Shadow and Bone. Shadow Thank and you. Bone. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I like literally. Think it was real time. I know. Well, especially because you sent that YouTube video of Tom's song. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I could like see the title credits and my brain couldn't translate to get it out of my mouth. I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> but yeah. yes. So, um, yeah. Well, so, okay. So sounds like gin is in your drink. That's what it sounds like. Yes. I decided to celebrate two holidays with mm. one of my favorite drinks. Um, it's a twist on the French 75, uh, which is gin, champagne, simple syrup, and a little bit of lemon. Um, but so I have that, but I have it with rosé, sparkling rosé. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah, I was I was really conflicted because I do love myself a good old fashioned, uh, but I was like, oh, I really love gin too, and this is a way to celebrate both holidays. So that's awesome. Cheers. Yeah, salute. Um, that's amazing, really, because we're both doubling up tonight. Both <gasps> check us out, hitter. Yeah, John, we're in a mind meld right now because we're doubling up on our drinks. We're in our gray shirts. Gray, like, yep. I mm-hmm. feel this. I feel this for us. I just need to change my lighting scheme to cooler colors. (laughs) I know. I was like, I could like turn my brightness down so I could be a little like shadowy, shadowy and mysterious. Yeah. I'm going to, lighting is like, you know, I can't stay stagnant for too long. I got to keep changing stuff. So probably get some new lights just playing with something right now. And yeah, a little work in progress. So. Yeah, you look like um, you got like John's cozy corner. Like we're gonna we're gonna read a book today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me take you I'm on a journey. You've got like a very just, like NPR voice vibe going on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and this, the instinctual quieter with the children mm-hmm. next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, I I'm happy. I don't have the typical. I maybe mentioned it before. I don't have the typical streamer. It's very normal to be just like pretty dark, relatively bright, you know, light panels in your face with neon everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's fine. It's cool looking, but um, yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I have for gin, I'm drinking again Ooh. James's gin, James May's right. um, Asian parsnip. Right. So that's one and i'm just drinking this straight so we just got get it get it um, we're gonna do probably a do shots 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 (laughs) we're not gonna get too crazy yet here um and then i might as well pour it so i don't interrupt to uh interrupt your flow yeah 
this is this was actually a gift I got actually for first Mother's Day. This is uh, bourbon. It's a fun bottle for those that are watching. That is a very um, cool bottle. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of designed after like the copper pot stills. I you know sure like the, yeah kind of the look of it. Um, basically, her favorite whiskey slash bourbon is um, Angel's Envy, and so I'm like, there must mm, be something mm -hmm. else that's similar, you know, also really good. So I got this stuff here, Willet Kentucky Bourbon. And um, it is indeed very good. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour some some bourbon as well. <laughs> not too much. Uh, again, we're not getting crazy here. But if I finish those, I do have an open bottle of wine next to me. So perfect. Just, You're prepared not, for all occasions. I know it's not really uh, fitting the theme. Is not rosé. But dang, I was uh, about to be so impressed. Scoring no, a triple. See, we got the we got the double. We got the double together. <laughs> so. All right. Um, well, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. So much for not mixing alcohols. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as entertainment, what have you managed to consume in the last couple weeks? Boy, have I consumed a variety of things. Um, I guess I'll walk through maybe some movies first. Um, so I was just talking before we started about how I've been noticing um, kind of two different channels on TV running movie series over the past few weeks. Um, it started out with, I noticed the Harry Potter movies were playing on loop. So I managed to fully cycle through all of them. Um, mostly because I was committed because I love those movies. Um, so I wasn't just like watching one or two like here or there, like coming in in the middle. I was like, no, no, I'm going to sit down and really cycle through all of them. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. So um, where were they playing? What, what When you say they were show, like showing up and cycling through, where, are, where is this? Yeah. So I think I think it was f the, the TV channel Freeform that had mm, them. Okay. Um, they're now doing the Twilight movies on loop, um, which I can tell you I have not caught. I mean, I did catch like a few minutes of it and was like, oh boy. Um, which one? Come on, which one? I caught some New Moon and I caught some Eclipse. Okay. I think New um, Moon is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I'm going to get a lot of hate maybe for this, but there's less Edward in it. So I'm kind of okay wow. with it. Yep. Oh yep. Gosh, yeah. I'm not team J I'm not team Jacob because like the whole love triangle just resolves so weird when, you know, spoiler alert. I don't know. Jacob is like, I love your baby Bella, but you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> I know. I just said spoiler alert. I know. No. Yeah. That's I, I, I mean, that's right. So there's, um, there's more to it than that, Andrew. I know, I know, <laughs> but okay. So I was, I was prepared to give them like a little bit of a shot because, um, another of my favorite things was cycling through on TV, which is, uh, the series parks and rec. And there's a whole episode devoted to this guy who wants to put the twilight book in a time capsule because it's his daughter's favorite book series. And like one of the parks employees starts getting super into twilight and then they start, you know, like, having a twilight movie series in the park at night. 
And so I was like, ah, that made me really nostalgic. Like maybe I should go back and, you know, they're on TV. Let me give them a chance. Oh boy. (laughs) I only made it so far. I could not do it. (laughs) Uh, Well, again, for everyone, I said pre-show, but for those that are watching back here, there is a cardboard standee of Bella Swan. And the amazing depth of field on my camera obscures (laughs) her from vision completely but uh she is there and she is. Uh, keeping us company so and yeah. judging me <laughs> and <laughs> and then everyone else is judging me so that's that's, yeah. uh, that's perfectly fine yeah mm-hmm. see see i told you we're in sync tonight john mm-hmm. um so yeah so anyway so i i cycled through the harry potter movies um and i did notice tonight that the lord of the rings series seems to be on repeat now which i am obviously a huge fan of so saving the best for last yeah um sure. but besides harry potter some new things that i watched i watched uh the fablemans um which is the uh movie about uh, steven roughly about steven spielberg's life that was quite interesting yeah. Um, I kind of didn't know what to expect starting it. Um, and it wasn't my like pick. It was kind of a family movie night that we were doing, but I ended up getting really interested in it and I could really see why, uh, Michelle Williams was nominated for an Academy Award for her performance. It was very impressive. Um, probably not like a movie I would necessarily go out and choose. Um, but quite good for a, for a biographical movie. I liked it a lot. Um, and then I I watched something totally different. This was floating around Netflix, and I was just kind of interested. I watched the movie Do Revenge uh, with Maya Hawk mm. and Camila Mendez. That mm. was a really fun, like buddy dark comedy, and it and it gave very like '90s era Clueless vibes. If Clueless was interesting, was about Mean Girls, and you know, as the title suggests, getting revenge. Um, it was very fun. It was like very nostalgic to see some of like the styling, um, cinematography, some of the music choices, like very, I mean, it was very fun. And at the same time, reminded me how old I am that the nineties is now considered like throwback and nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So but, it was, it was a period piece. It did take place in the nineties. No, no, it was Whoa, very like, okay. it, it took place now, but just like very like the nineties is like the in nostalgic sure. style that's like okay. coming back around okay yeah so mm-hmm. i mean like i said the cinematography and the color palette was very like true to the 90s aesthetic but yeah set in modern times okay so highly recommend that it's not like not a big thinker movie but it did it was well acted and it did have a really great great twist that i did not see coming so I would, I would recommend watching that. Um, a couple other things that I caught uh, as far as series. Um, I started this a long time ago and decided to catch up on it. That show Outer Banks. Um, it's another like teen show, but also with treasure hunting, which is kind of fun. Um, I watched the last season that just premiered of Never Have I Ever, uh, which is another teen show. Really, really sharp funny ended perfectly after four seasons it's well written well acted cannot say enough good things about never have i ever um i watched a less good 
teen series Exo Kitty, which is based in the what's the, with all uh, the teen series? I don't know. I was just very in like just a, like really, and you know, and then Twilight was, and Harry Potter too. Like just, I know, and I watched yeah. Uh, um, oh God, what did I just watch that I was just thinking of too? I'll think of it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very in like a teen youth. I don't know mindset right now. Okay, so not sure what that is, but uh, I mean, it's kind of nice because I feel like coming of age stories all have some like similar elements to them. Like there's familiarity yeah. in like telling a high school story that I don't know, maybe I just kind of needed that in this like past couple of uh, rough weeks, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so Exo Kitty is set in the to all the boys I've loved before universe. And it's about, I mean, if you, if you don't know about it, it's, it's essentially three sisters um, who have lost their mother. Um, but then, are living with their father and kind of like straddling the world of, you know, teens going to high school, falling in love, but then also like finding out more about their mother, mother and honoring uh, her Korean heritage. And in this particular series, the youngest sister goes to Korea to school. Hmm. And I probably wouldn't even mention this show except for one very interesting thing that I read about. Um, in a review of it, which was that this show was not well received in America, which I'm not surprised about, but it also wasn't well received in Korea. Um, And the author was talking about the fact that like, usually any show about Korea used to be like this home run grand slam hit for a Korean audience. But now so many shows are actually being set either in Korea or are centering around Korean culture that she's like Korean audiences are allowed to be picky now. And it's really interesting because like this culture is having like a really big moment. And so you can't just like this, this show is like a perfect example of you can't just like slap anything together, set it in Korea and think it'll be a success. And I found that comment really interesting because I hadn't really thought about it, but it's very true. Yeah, they're definitely pushing, like, I watch some Korean news, and they definitely are pushing, as a nation, their culture as one of their mm-hmm. big exports. You know, yeah. battery technology, nuclear energy, car manufacturing, and entertainment is, like, mm-hmm. pillar. So when they talk about, uh, um, you know, certainly their K-pop bands and some of that. So, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, television as well. It seems like Netflix is just consuming any korean show they can get basically you know yep yep yeah they're gonna have to start making some hard decisions though it sounds like because people are not just like satisfied with anything it's you know yeah it's gotta be it's starting to get to the point where it's got to be quality which is nice like there is a don't um, just like slap anything together there's a youtuber otaku spirit and mm-hmm. it's a conversation for the anime podcast that I'll probably have some time, but it's kind of a similar thing where there is a there's such a growth of an industry, you know, the anime industry has grown um, kind of crazily uh, on the international scale in mm-hmm. the last number of years. And the thing is that right now companies, production companies are kind of relying on the idea that someone like Crunchyroll is basically going to license almost anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
other stuff gets eaten up by Netflix or Disney or High Dive. And the amount of content is kind of insane. And it's the price that those streaming services are paying for those shows is not going to end up weighing out in mm -hmm. their favor. So they're going right. to have to at some point say, look, we, we can't license everything. We're going mm -hmm. to get picky because there's so much coming through here. It's not the mass amount of content is not what's retaining our customers. It's mm -hmm. the good stuff. It's the stuff that makes a wave. Yeah. So everybody better be careful in your bets and just assuming you have this guaranteed income going forward because eventually it push will come to shove. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, uh, in this particular instance, the, uh, the show that I watched Exo Kitty, um, it's fine. It's very like mindless background DTV. I mean, I would consider it like a notch or two above something like Emily in Paris. Um, mm. which I've also watched. I know so you like, were not a fan of that. So, yeah, I mean, don't at me. I've watched it. Like, you know, it, it's not like I'm just blindly saying something, but yeah, this, this was a little bit more interesting. Um, and there were some good performances, but like on the whole, it, it relied a little bit too much on tropes. Um, sure. and there were some plot holes that I was like, Ooh, about to fall into that, you know, body-sized story hole. Yep. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. But I, like I said, the most interesting thing I thought about it was actually that review. So, yeah, yeah, well, that's good. I I tried watching some, like, looking at a list of some of the good Korean shows, and just tried one. I don't remember which one it was. It was something about two people that are going to work and they're kind of competitive against one another or whatever. And then end up getting mm -hmm. together probably in some of that. Sure. But like I watched the beginning and the opening scene and I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> I, I didn't even give it a chance more than probably sure. five minutes because there's so much out there. There's so Don't much content and just the way that this kind of opening unrealistic fight scene happened. Mm, which mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting a fight scene here, but that's what I got. And uh, it's like, nope, quality's not there. So yep. I move on. Yeah. Yeah, people, uh, people can and should get picky about what they watch. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, not, not just anything is going to cut it anymore because there's so much out there. Um, I kind of feel like there shouldn't be at some point just because th like the, the thought of your choices sometimes gets overwhelming and you get like, what do I even do? What do I even like go for? But with everything that is currently being greenlit out there, like you just can't watch everything. So why waste your time? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a pretty big, um, pretty big variety there. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been, um, I watched a little of Taskmaster that Pete yeah. um, did a show had recommended. It is very funny. Absolutely. So I also recommend it um, just on YouTube. Um, I've been watching Demon Slayer, uh, oh, as I mentioned same. before, for the regular podcasts or the other podcast and keeping going on that. Um, Hell's Paradise, another anime. Caught mm -hmm. up on that. 
based on the manga I read. That's very good. I started um, Oshinoko, which is a it's so a competing anime service. High Dive was not. It's you know people are like are they going to stay around because Crunchyroll is so massive? Can they compete? Mm-hmm. They got this show, and it was kind of a more expected or highly anticipated kind of show, a little different. And the series opens with a, I don't know, hour and twenty minute something kind of short movie sort of thing. Okay, so interesting. We were we had sat down to watch it, and like this is going long, <laughs> like this is not twenty three <laughs> minutes. And then we're like, oh, maybe it's going to be an hour. And no, it's it was quite lengthy. Um, <laughs> But it's good. And um, sometimes people think, uh, you know, I've had some more people recently, friends trying to get into anime or into it. And um, a lot of times people think it's too samey, you know, it's too much yeah. the same stuff. And it's not if you look for it. So this is an example of a very uh, kind of anime type bizarre story like setting a situation that couldn't happen in the real world uh so we can explore something in an interesting way um mm. but definitely very adult and fun it kind of tack seems to be tackling um stuff like suicide um the the j-pop idol industry and like mm-hmm. kind of what that is like and the fans of that and the culture around that um so kind of big topics for it and put yeah. in a very kind of crazy uh shell and sure. um so yeah that's that's been worth it i actually had bought the first volume of the manga because i heard it was going to be so good and then before i got to reading it a show came out so i just started the show um speaking of manga i finished die dark volume five which uh is a crazy space weird manga that i've mm-hmm. um, been reading for the last year or so whatever and then um heavenly delusion so phil uh friend of the show he mm-hmm. recommended heavenly delusion to me actually but then i saw i was on only disney and hulu of which okay. I have neither. And so I was like, God, these Disney is going to, they're going to supplement their own crap by stealing good shows from abroad. And uh, this is on Disney. Yeah. I guess Disney and Hulu. So interesting. Um, the last season, they bought summertime rendering another highly anticipated show because Disney doesn't understand animation themselves anymore. They got to buy someone, <laughs> some content from someone that does. Summertime rendering now I just bought on DVD from like Malaysia or something so I can watch okay. that. So because they're bu- they're buying good shows to have on there. Mm-hmm. So Heavenly Delusion is not available on DVD yet. So I decided to just read the manga. So I huh. am caught up on the manga thus far. The manga seems a little bit ahead of where this the show is at this moment. But uh the next volume comes out in July. And mm-hmm. I think um, the show is wrapping up pretty soon. So okay, yeah. But it's kind of the the it's my favorite thing right now. Heavenly Delusion. Um, it's very engrossing, very interesting. I'd say it's like a combination between Akira and um, uh, shoot, it's like 
it has the sort of like dystopian future cyberpunky thing of Akita in mm -hmm. a in a way, kind of a art style even. But then it has some more themes as well of Promised Neverland. Definitely reminds oh, me of Promised okay. Neverland and some situations in there. So it kind of feels like a mesh of those two. It's it's um, very mature. I'm shocked it's on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. If it's in unedited form. And um, I wasn't a big fan of the art right away, but like there are moments where they just really convey a person's emotions really well. There's kind of big shots that are really nice. And the story is just too intriguing to not, to not love it. So I'm hoping they, they land the, you know, stick the landing for the end. Sure. Um, Cause if it does, it's going to be one of my, maybe one of my favorites. So. I am, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still flabbergasted that this show is on Disney plus. Yeah. I'd say they, I mean, they, yeah. Disney Disney Plus to me just feels like Disney. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it just like like astounds me that there's like other content there. That they that they would bother buying like instead of just making their own thing. Right. You, right. Yeah. They are right. You don't think that they're licensing all someone else's stuff. Hulu, I yeah. guess I get. You know, Hulu, Yeah, same. Disney like at least partially owns Hulu. Um, right. but yeah. Very random. Okay. Well, now I'm intrigued enough to go check this out. I mean, I yeah, was anyway, but out. also like just very like, I feel like I'm going to go like actually maybe take a poke around Disney plus and see what else is there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about an anime podcast, so just power through it. It's like 10 episodes out right now, I think. So, okay. That's like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's what we went up to. Um, oh, I have been playing Tears of the Kingdom, which I thought was yes. going to be my good transition into our gaming news. But we have one thing before that. <gasps> so <laughs> <laughs> this is this is old news. This is old news, but I kept it in here for weeks because, hey, uh, right now on Twitter, Oshinoko is actually trending. That show I was talking about. So must have been a new oh. episode just came out. So anyways, that's uh, that's that. Um, but um, Star Wars, mm -hmm. the Galactic Star Cruiser <laughs> at Walt Disney is closing down on yes. September 30th. Yes. <laughs> um, I, if my kids were not potentially sleeping next door, I would be like belly laughing so hard right now. I just... I. Uh, I get joy from this. I get joy from this, Andrea. Like I get joy from morons. I can tell it's like feeding your soul. Decisions. Yeah. That getting what like they deserve, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's just, I know like all the Star Wars stuff, you know, it's going to be there. What are they going to do? It's, it's there. But uh, this hotel, this experience, when I first heard we're going to have a Star Wars themed hotel and maybe mm -hmm. be on some sort of ship, my imagination went wild. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, all the cool things we could have here. You know, you could have, you could, it could be smaller time, like you're kind of having to bunk on like the Millennium Falcon or something, you know, mm -hmm. and each room could kind of be that sort of thing. Or you could go larger and you could be, yeah, you're on like a, 
star destroyer or you're in the death right. star or whatever you know like right and you look out the window and it's it's space and all this stuff and so they try to do this sort of thing but i don't know cut costs and again put it in the era of star wars that the least amount of people are interested in mm. and failure, i love failure. yeah no i i sorry i particularly love like they, they like your your line of they tried to cut costs because this experience was like wasn't it like five thousand dollars a night it was like ridiculously it, expensive. I mean, right which is like hilarious to me like who is paying this much money for this experience do you know what i mean like and it's like it, you're saying like especially this experience right like not even like a classic experience not even something you're like recognizable that pe right. that more people could care about and then you're going to charge this insane rate. Yep. Like, I'm just not sure who was in charge of all of this decision making. But wow, I hope they don't work at Disney anymore. Right. Yeah. I, how cool would it be if you were like on the um, Princess Leia's um, sh uh, ship? Forget the name of it now at the beginning of a new hope. And yep. so you're staying there. And one of the events is you're being boarded by mm -hmm. the empire. You're being sucked up. So I you could totally look out the window that. and you're being pulled up into the hangar bay, you know, right. and got you in the tractor beam. And then they have to like get you to safety. And so they got people pushing you through a hallway when Darth Vader's coming down. Right. And he's like busting in and stuff like, Oh my I God. Feel like I feel like that would be such a great like like welcome weekend happy hour thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like how like bed and breakfasts always have that like, oh, Friday night we have like a welcome like appetizers mm. and, you know, happy hour, blah, blah, blah. Like that would be the perfect like start like to your weekend thing? stay. Yeah. Yes. It would be like an experience. Yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. You do that, that and then you, you get an so escape. Cool. You get an escape yeah. pod and that goes and that brings you to the park. Your room or the park yeah. or like yeah. whatever. That would be such yeah. a cool experience. I um, love that. Anyone, that's a thing. Anyone can imagine all this stuff. And Disney is supposed to be the best at doing this theme right. park stuff. You know, it's the, like the most visited place in the world. Not anymore, right. I think, but like it typically is just gobs and gobs of people go there all the time because it's supposed to be really good and mm -hmm. how you can take what was the largest like intellectual property in the world and fail so miserably making mm -hmm. the hotel for it is mm -hmm. astounding and it's shameful and it's i i just i laugh i laugh it's all i can do now yeah is laugh at the failure uh and hope they keep yeah. failing that's uh so yeah I uh, I mean no disrespect to us, but we are just two like average Joes who, with yes. no like pre coordination, came up with a way cooler idea in five minutes. Yes. Than the supposed professionals did yep. throughout this entire process, and like I don't know if if maybe there was somebody out there who was like, you know. I object or you know maybe we should reconsider but that like nowhere along the process anybody was like brave enough to stop it and be like we should reconsider really yeah. disappoints me it's it's even the 
the food. Like I've been to Hogwarts in Universal, the like mm -hmm. Harry Potter world and all that stuff. And the food is great and it looks awesome. And then you just look at pictures of the food they serve on the Galactic Star Cruiser. And it's like, what is this crap? This sure. doesn't even, it's not even well presented. You're again, you're paying. It's one thing if this was like, you know, small town theme park thing, but right. this is like spending budget economy. so much money. Yeah. Go mm -hmm. here. This is a, for many people, once in a lifetime trip. Absolutely. To take their family here and do a big experience and get lightsabers and do the whole thing. And they just, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, good on them. All right. Uh, moving <laughs> on to video game news. There is some Star Wars related news in the video game space. Um, Very true. It's like E3 is canceled. No E3, all that stuff. It's mm -hmm. like everybody said, we're not going to participate. So they're like, well, guess we'll not have E3. But E3 basically happens anyways. And everybody's own little independent things. And Jeff Keighley says he saw the writing on the wall and is, you know, has been doing his own summer games fest. So yep. we kind of kicked things off with the PlayStation event a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, I watched through that. The general consensus seemed to be disappointment on that. Uh, there's a lot of PlayStation fans that after like a year and a half of no real showcase, were really getting hyped for what they're about to see. They're like, yep. what is... 2024, 2025, 2026, what is that going to look like on PlayStation if you're a PlayStation gamer? And so they wanted to see what the big studios, Naughty Dog, Studio Santa Monica, what, you know, what their sucker punch, what they're all working on. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really didn't get any of that. We got a little bit of what was happening with a couple new studio acquisitions. Mm -hmm. And then we've got um, what were some really cool game reveals if you're into, um, like online multiplayer type of things, but they were cinematic. So, so um, Bungie is making a new game that will be multi-platform that is an extraction shooter and is like speaks to my heart. Like, I don't know if I'll like the game, but just the video is this cyberpunk really vibrant thing that just, I could watch over and over. And I want to like that game very much. So I hope it's good. Okay. And then there's another one um, that, again, was just a cinematic, so we really don't have any information on it much. It's called, uh, I think, Concord was what it was. It's been a little while since we watched the show now, but that one has this, it's like a space thing, also multiplayer online thing, but if this one's going to be PC and PlayStation 5 only. Um, it's like has a 70s retro theme to it, so I'm all for that. Like future space, but like pulling in the, retro sort of feel and vibe uh i like that a lot so that was kind of the event there um people were just uh really like well what do we you know um spider-man we got spider-man um but we already knew spider-man was coming so very yeah, true that was the playstation event um i don't think you said you saw that one right that was a little while ago i did not um, No playstation event no worries um Oh, Metal Gear Solid's coming back. But you did watch the Summer Games Fest. Jeff Keeley's first thing there. Um, mm -hmm. What'd you think of that? Um, I have mixed feelings about that. I mean, it was really fun okay. 
to see a live event and, um, you know, like get that in-person vibe. Jeff Keeley um, is, is a fun but awkward guy. <laughs> and I forget that sometimes. Um, but uh, it was fun to like see, it was fun to like have an audience react to things. You know what I mean? When they had the like things come up and people were like, what? Oh my God, surprise, this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, he had some fun guests. Um, I definitely was like, what? When Nick Cage walked out, yep. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that was a fun moment. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, I think it was like overall a good event and there were some like fun announcements in there and some games that I really thought looked cool. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was just, it was hit and miss. Like there were some great things about it and then there were some not so great things, but it was nice to see a live gaming event. Right. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Getting that energy a little bit. I, mm -hmm. um, I really, my favorite part, funnily enough, was when he, they were talking about, um, a Final Fantasy. Oh game. yeah. I think I know what you're going to say. Final Fantasy, uh, Seven Ever Crisis, Closed Beta. Which um, terrible name, by the way. That's all yeah. I could think when I, when I saw Ever Crisis. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people were like, okay, this is fine. You know, whatever. Um, it's not the thing we're looking for. And then he's like, speaking of Final Fantasy, yeah. and the crowd goes like, oh, he has to be like, hold on. It's, it's no Taco Bell and DoorDash. It's, that was so great. I it definitely was. laughed loud at that. I thought that was Same. amazing. Same. But the kicker was he closed out the show with the announcement yes. people wanted. Yes. So it yes. kind of was like I was laughing at Jeff Keighley and then it turned around and pulled it through. I, I'm like, yep. was someone in the back on the phone? Like, we really need the trail. I know you were going to wait for something but right. I just made a fool of myself. Can we get the trailer? <laughs> yeah. But it was like um, so funny. It was yeah, so funny to was. like set it up, be like, just kidding. Let me just like yep. sidestep it with this like DoorDash thing yep. and then bring it up at the end. Like that actually planned or unplanned. That was really great. I really enjoyed that. And it, and it closed out the event, I think, with some cool energy. Because yeah. people obviously yeah. thought they were getting set up. We're like, Roller oh, coaster. no, wait. This, like, stupid yeah. thing happened. Ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. And then it really set up, like, a nice, like, shocker at the end for people to be like, holy shit, we are getting this. Yeah. Yep. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, yep. early 2024. Um, it's, um, uh, it's, I was just thinking, this is the benefit of having someone on stage that knows gaming and is in the mm -hmm. space and cares about it. Because we had times before in the past where some CEO or someone would come on stage, even the boss, PlayStation boss, and they don't yeah. know anything about gaming. And yep. so if they were in this situation, they wouldn't know what people are ooing about. Right. They wouldn't be like, hey, hey, it's just a- No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you want. It's not that thing. Um, yeah. So I just, I thought of that as we, as that happened. So- Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, Mortal Kombat 1, kind of rebooting Mortal mm -hmm. Kombat. You know, that looks pretty. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, sort of rebooting that as well, going back yeah. to its 2D roots. Um, a new 2D Sonic, but that with mm -hmm. like updated visuals uh, that look cool. Um, Alan Wake 2. I didn't, I mm -hmm. missed out the opportunity to play, play the first one, but I love remedies control so much that i am definitely on board for alan wake 2 mm -hmm. um i don't know when i'm gonna have time to play all these things andrea um i don't know <laughs> what's gonna get like shoved to the back but uh for sure yeah so so yeah it was it was overall pretty fun i really didn't like the Baldur's gate 3 showing jason isaacs oh um, yeah doing the voice because i'm who is this like second rate red hot chili peppers band member that he's playing he was talking yeah. to some guy i'm like why can't he play that guy he's who's this guy yeah so, yeah but um there's yeah, one thing i wanted the, to uh, mention witcher trailer i'm not watching that yeah um, i think did a good job too sorry what Nick Cage did do a good job too. I jump around. He did, and yeah. Nick Cage, he, he was fun up there. So yeah. Oh, yeah. there was one. There was one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, oh, I was I was excited about the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. That looked fun. Okay. Okay. I'm, I mean, because they had John Rice Davies, and I'm just like a yeah. huge fan. So that was mm -hmm. that was a fun get. Um. And then what, there was something else that I was actually really excited about. And of course, because we're talking about it live right now, I can't think of it. Um, Liza P, History Fire, um, John Carpenter's game. Uh, I'm looking through the list now. Um, yeah. That's what I'm doing too. Warhammer. Um, which fire I thought that, um, I don't know. Cause I don't know that the game vampire was, it was supposed to be okay, I guess, but the, mm -hmm. they're making the game banishers ghosts of new Eden. That look, looks cool. Mm -hmm. You know, way too yeah. early to tell, but it looks cool. So. Yeah. Well, if you think of it, what you were. Yeah, I totally. Uh, I will probably think of it randomly sometime during, or of course, probably right after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the most recent event. There's been other ones or whatever, some smaller ones yeah. and stuff too. I haven't caught up on all of them, but uh, the big one was uh, the Xbox event. So right now, like the only mm -hmm. company that hasn't gone was uh, is Nintendo. I did watch some yep. of the Ubisoft one, and uh, I heard the Capcom was one wasn't good, but uh, the Xbox event was pretty highly anticipated because Xbox has had some bad mistakes and PR things mm -hmm. of late, and so it's like okay, yep. it's it really is time to put up or shut up for Xbox. Uh, their fans have been waiting a long time for quality content, and it's been Very a slow true. trickle. Um, considering how many studios they have. So there's a big Xbox showcase followed up by the Bethesda uh, in-depth kind of uh, deep dive sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
um, of what you saw of the Xbox event. What do you think of that? Like, what is some of, some of the of the, some of the announcements? Anyhow, um, I I mean, I honestly <laughs> didn't watch a whole lot of it because I focused more on like the Starfield Extended Direct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that Fable looked really cool. Like okay. the Fable, yeah, they got to. Uh... If you're watching on the screen, you got them. Oh, IT crowd. That's actor. perfect. <laughs> that was perfect so, timing. I really didn't plan that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, fable, long anticipated, not mm. well kept secret game coming back. Um, we had a reveal. I think maybe it's been two years already now or something like that. Cinematic. And uh, now we got a little more, you know, this one was in engine. uh, Supposedly there was a little bit of gameplay shown in there. Um, I missed out on the fable games, so I don't, um, Mm -hmm. I don't have like a history with them, but I don't know how people enjoy them. I just like the look of it. Mm hmm. Ashley tried one of them and didn't um, didn't like the sort of colorful cartoony element of that, and it was quite old. So, okay, we'll be interested to see if um, this one new one is more her style. And I was also wondering, Alan, if you know, like, if you've played any of the Fable games, if you normally play a set character or if you make your own character. Because there's a lot of stuff going mm. on online right now. It's like, why did you give us this sort of like fugly lady to play? Like, it's not really aspirational. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I want to be this person. But I would think that you get your own character creation. Because I know in other ones, it was like, I remember being a big deal in one of them. Like, you get to decide if you're good or bad, you know, what path you're going to go down. So it really feels like it's a sure. your story sort of thing that then a character creation tool would make sense with it. Um, I'm just interested. Like, are we playing this character, this this woman, or are we creating our own our own character here? So, mm-hmm. but it's gorgeous. Game looks cool from what they yeah. saw, from what they showed. Um, kind of a funny little trailer. So, yeah. yeah very humorous, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game they showed was South of Midnight. So Mm. this game, I think you'll think looks really cool. Um, it is a game from compulsion games. Mm -hmm. It a fun, like 60s, 70s sort of style game. Um, we happy few and we're wondering what they're up to. This is like a stop motion looking kind of game that takes place mm-hmm. in the deep south or something. And so there's yep. like, it's just a really cool trailer. It's just a video trailer. We don't know what the game is going to be like, but it's right. very stylish. And um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited for this one. I agree. I love yeah. the whole vibe of this. Like the visuals are amazing. Mm-hmm. Song is really cool. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. a good, it's a well put together trailer. Yep. Um, Star Wars Outlaws, we get to Ubisoft develop Star Wars games. So it's multiplat. Um, looks good. I'm not going to play it, but it looks good. Um, <laughs> it, it's not necessarily 
too little too late, but kind of too little too late. Like they let um, EA have the rights exclusively to Star Wars games for like 10 years. And yeah. We didn't get a lot out of it. And so now that's over and other studios are getting a getting a swing at it. And uh, this one looks good. So, yeah. Um, they showed a little gameplay of that too. And then like in they they announced at the end, like, hey, in the follow up, um, I watched the Ubisoft event and you'll see gameplay. Mm -hmm. So um, other things that stood out to me uh, is a big deal that they're trying to get uh, that they like have this marketing deal or whatever with Atlas Japanese mm -hmm. studio because um, we're getting in the Persona 3 remake, a Persona mm -hmm. 5 tactics game. And then um, a, uh, it's got an interesting name. I'm not sure if this is the, I don't know. It's not part of a, I forget what it is. It's not part of a, uh, if this is metaphor, I think. It's not part of a series. It's a new IP. And um, uh, that one's not going to be day one on Game Pass, I don't think. But it looks really cool. And I'm just happy right. to see the Japanese role-playing game representation here. Um, let's see, Cyberpunk, they showed off the DLC of that. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Avowed yep, was a, yep, Morciano, and then Idris Elba, too. He wasn't there, but yes. uh, in the trailer, you know, yep, exactly. Um, Clockwork Revolution that looks really fun. That's by the that's by In Exile, they're the creators of Fallout and they did Wasteland. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool looking. Um, I thought of, I always think of you guys and Phil and Dana and stuff. Now, when I see anything cyberpunk or not, sorry, steampunk. So oh, I yeah. feel like steampunk is about to come back. Uh, Cause I've seen more than a few things like Liza P has that kind of vibe. So clockwork revolution. Um, yep. Yeah. Very steampunk sort of thing. Looks a lot like Bioshock infinite. Um, too, too early to tell, but looks cool. Um, avowed. A lot of people were disappointed by Avowed because Avowed was a game. It's in the Pillars of Eternity universe. Mm -hmm. And um, they we got kind of a cinematic trailer before, and it looked more realistic than what we mm -hmm. were showing now. So some people yep. were disappointed by that. Um, Hellblade 2. I was disappointed we didn't see combat. Like we've seen enough, you know, this game is, yeah, this game is pretty, right. the facial capture is good. The motion capture is right. good. We get it. It's a gorgeous game. It sounds awesome. All this stuff right. we understand. Let's see how the gameplay has evolved since the first one. Let's right. see what, how you've fleshed out the combat from the pretty basic combat of the first one. Right. Cause I remember us talking about this on the podcast at least a year ago now. Yeah. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, to have not in like, like you said, not enough like gameplay, a lot, not enough like how is combat going to go? That's disappointing because yeah. I remember, I remember watching a trailer long ago for this and just being like, this looks absolutely amazing. It looks like, honestly, it could be just like a real life movie. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's just so fantastically realistic. But yeah. Oh yeah, because Hellblade 2 was announced along with the Xbox Series X. Yep. So I think that's 2018 at the Game Awards. 
So that's, and it was an amazing trailer. Yeah. 18 or 19. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, you know, I was excited and I was in at that moment because like mm -hmm. more of the first game, but looking even cooler with that, that band, I can't think of their name right now. I'm all on board. Yep. Then yep. there was kind of silence for a while. Not as many developer diaries as I thought they'd do. And they had one more video that looked cool. Um, you know, like last year or maybe two years ago now. And so when they showed it again, I'm like, we got to get a deeper dive. Now, fortunately, it's coming out next year, allegedly. Mm -hmm. So, but that to me says there should be a slice of the game to show. Right. Give us a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah, Even if we're like, not pushing this, if we're not yeah. pushing this release, give mm -hmm. me some, yeah. I think even sometimes they should do like people were confused that there's was gameplay in the fable trailer. It's like, because they turn off all the HUD things. So like mm -hmm. any of your life, your stats, your map, all that stuff that potentially is like cluttering your screen, that's all turned off, you mm -hmm. know, so you can't see any of that. So turn that on once in a while, let people see. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like signal sure. that this is the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's like a sneaky way you can get away with like, we showed you some gameplay mm -hmm. or like pretending that you showed some gameplay without actually mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it was, it was a lot of great stuff. Um, Dune coming to flight simulator, big flight simulator update. I thought it was interesting. Yep. Um, and then this, this Starfield event. So mm -hmm. that you said you did watch, uh, again, I it was did. like two full events what um what do you what did you think of starfield or know of it going in and what do you think of it now yeah so i mean i i know it's been kind of a long anticipated game um and a long a long time coming in development which doesn't surprise me because it's so expansive it's mm -hmm. I, I really liked the event. I liked the way that they set it up in terms of, you know, cinematically introducing the game, but then also giving you some really great shots at, you know, what gameplay would look like, you know, kind of talking to developers of the game, talking to people who play the game differently, who are like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm like a direct shooter. I'm a stealth person. And I was like, thank you for speaking to me and speaking to the type of gameplay that I would like. <laughs> and like, stand. right. Seriously. Or like, you know, people are like, Oh, I like to come in from above or, you know, I like to do whatever. So that was kind of fun um, to get some personality behind the game and like, look at how you would play it. That being said, I probably, I would not probably be the first audience for this game because it's almost too expansive. Sure. Like there's so much to it. There's so many worlds to explore. There's so many missions. There's so many options. There's so many customizations. I could see this game f feeling overwhelming to somebody oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just to the average game player who's not like invested in like one game and just like pouring hours and hours and hours into like, and then this really hit me, I think when they were talking about um, customizing your ship 
They were like, each individual piece can be broken out. You can like customize the wings, the engine, like this room, that room. And I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I really think it's a cool concept and I really applaud what they're doing. And I really think it's interesting um, to, I think it's theoretically interesting to have been one of the developers in this game and to like dream up all these different worlds and different creatures and different like storylines, but I could see it being a lot for the average gamer. Sure. Yeah, there is, um, there is a, I don't know, talking point or idea in the kind of core gamer space that, um, the more content, the better. And like the mm-hmm. sort of shifting, like definitely with, with press and some of that, like this idea that, you know, just because there's more content doesn't make it uh, a better game. And plenty of people like as adults say, look, I don't have, you know, if I want to play a few different games, I can't have every game be a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta. And so it does depend on the person. Like do you, yep. I lose patience because there are so many i watch something like this it's like look at all the cool games that are coming i can't get to them all the way it is let alone if i'm playing a game that i have i'm in it for 100 to 150 yep. hours um that being said sometimes you find the thing that just resonates with you that you're just yes. okay putting off any other game because you just love this game. And so totally. if it's like, I'm in this world, you know, like I could play cyberpunk quite a bit more than it should be played maybe because I just like being there and running around and whatever, you know? So you find those things, um, for a person that f- Starfield is that the space adventure fantasy, as they call it, like NASA punk. Um, I did like that, that. Like resonates with you, then perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do like that uh, the Todd father, uh, Todd Howard, he um, he did say how they want to accommodate different gameplay styles in terms of length. Like you can follow a core storyline, yeah. mission, sequence, whatever, do all this stuff, and it's not that long. And if you mm-hmm. want to explore as many planets as possible and spend days organizing your, you know, outpost on some planet and then making another one and then like having fun, having different ship, you can absolutely do that too. Right. So I think that is, that's the key to this kind of game is don't overwhelm people that don't want to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Don't throw a million things that feel like they have to be done in front of someone's face if they just want to go through and play the story and give those people that do want to just get lost in it the options to find that. So right. hopefully they balance that well. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I feel like to the average gamer, this would this would feel really overwhelming just with like all the customization options and all the possibilities for exploration. I mean, it's literally like you're walking through and it's like, look at all these individual stars with their individual planets. And they were, you know, just 
going through some of them and I was just like, I'm already like, wow. I, I don't know how I would ever find the hours to devote to this, you know, potential. But I, I do agree with you that it is wonderful to offer the people who are excited about this, who this resonates with them. This is their style. Hours and hours and hours of potential play. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what if this was... Uh this kind of thing, but it felt like Lord of the Rings, you know? Yeah. Like, would you be like, look, I don't, I don't play a lot of games. So the games I play, I want them to be ones I'm really into and I can just sit and this is, can be the thing I always return to for the next yeah. couple years. Like I just will play this because I don't need to keep up on every latest, whatever that could mm-hmm. be fun or whatever, buy another thing. Like I'll spend the 70 bucks and this will kind of be my gameplay experience when I want to get away and play something for, you know, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, uh, sure. 30 minutes a day or, you know, a couple of days a week. Yeah. I mean, I think you actually picked like a really apt comparison because I was thinking about like, what are the games that I love? And like, obviously anybody who's ever listened to this podcast or me knows that I love Res Evil. But I wouldn't want Res Evil to have unlimited gameplay. Do you know what I mean? Like the thing that I actually love about Res Evil is like the very definite story arc. I mean, sure, there's like side missions and things you could do, but I wouldn't I wouldn't spend time just like endlessly going off and exploring other places or endlessly like customizing my battle gear or you know my guns or whatever like those to me have a very definite arc but something like lord of the rings yeah i would go in probably and like do all of that kind of like exploration you know check out these i mean you know for for lord of the rings middle earth is more finite than space which you know almost any world is But yeah, I mean, I would go to like all the different lands of Middle Earth and like, I don't know, maybe found a town if that was like a thing I could do or, you know, you know, go to a battle over here, like sneak around like, you know, Mordor or something like that. Yeah, I could I could see myself just like playing in that space. Because I think there's a lot of people that kind of, you know, they sort of find their game that they just return to. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times those are live service games. So it's like it's a, you know, it's a Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever, you know. But um, yeah, you can have this giant game. Like a lot of people put the time into Skyrim like this, you know. Yeah. So same studio yeah. as Skyrim fantasy kind of thing. That's what people are hoping for from this, but in space. So mm-hmm. I think it was a good showing. I still think I wish that Beth- that Bethesda would like change something up to make people's faces and like kind of dead eyes and creepiness better. Yep. Like it yep. really oh god stands did out it, as did it hit you with that like adoring fan? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. That was so horrible. So guns and ships and locations and all this stuff lighting looks great. But the people still can Woof. kind of throw you off, you know, and yep. It ultimately Gameplay is king, you know, and Mm -hmm. if gameplay is great and the story's there and the exploration, people won't care. But 
you know, it's time to like fix this. Yeah, I agree. Get better. So I agree with you. Um, yeah. Um, so overall, um, Starfield said not, not for you, probably not for me, probably, but I appreciated like all the effort around developing this game. I appreciated like the event itself. I thought it was well put together though. I will say my one like criticism was if I heard the phrase, we put a lot of care and effort into these details. Like if I heard that one more time, oh my god, I was probably just gonna like lose my mind. It was like I get it. Gets a D. Gets a fail. I get it, man. Like I really get it. You've put a lot of care and effort into these details. Like every person you have talked to in this event has said so. I got Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. So. gaming news season i think is kind of winding mm-hmm. down a lot of their littler shows and stuff you know i suppose summer game fest will kind of keep pacing things throughout the summer probably as normal um but otherwise the big players have gone yes um i thought that the uh you know overall the first summer games fest thing could have been trimmed down a lot and a lot of what we saw there was stuff we already had seen so it seemed unnecessary mm-hmm. Um, the PlayStation event I enjoyed could have taken on a few things. There was one really embarrassing ripoff of Splatoon in there. Ridiculous. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yep. There was a couple of things that could have been pulled out, tightened up, and I would have given the showcase a little better score. I think that was probably in the like B minus range for me. Uh, some of that. That's fair. C plus. C plus because I did like don't know what really is coming to my PlayStation that. You know, I can only get there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the Xbox showcase, I think they did what they needed to do. And I would give it probably an A minus or or B plus. Yeah, I think B plus is what I was thinking. All it needed was to me really gameplay, combat gameplay of Hellblade. I think that would have gone up another half grade with just that. Sure. So, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, Spider-Man was what I was thinking of. Oh, Spider-Man. Yes, that's right. Because they just like did the release date announce there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 So they showed a very long gameplay demonstration at the end of the Sony event. But people Mm -hmm. are like, where is the release date? Well, I guess they saved that for Jeff Keighley's stage. So they did. They did. So I thought that was a, a good reveal. Yeah. Um, that's the gaming news. Uh, I should talk sometime more about Zelda, but I still want to get further in it. I mean, sure. kind of like the sec- what seems like the second temple or whatever in there. Um, it's been a lot of fun yet, but hard to um, invest too much time in it. It's a game that I feel like I shouldn't be going through the main story right now because it's easy to pick up and play when I'm doing side things, but mm-hmm. main story, I want to have like more dedicated time to it. So, mm-hmm. but what do you do? Um, otherwise that's been our show. Yeah. Thanks everyone for, for tuning in. Talk a little bit of gaming. 
make sure you um, say what you, which showcase you like the best, what you thought of them, what they were missing, what was their favorite thing in the comments uh, on YouTube in particular or on Facebook and Twitter or something like that. Um, follow us in those places. We do this show. We also do an anime show. Try to have at least one show a week. Um, catch the Demon Slayer finale episode coming up this next Monday. And um, I don't know what we're going to talk about on here next. We got uh, we got options. So mm-hmm. let's see what we want to we want to cover. Um, Killing the Flower. They wrote our theme song. So make sure you check them out on music streaming services and YouTube and Instagram. Um, MJ Honeybee, she's still been streaming a lot. Um, she's got like new emotes. She's got a fun thing where you can like use your points to like have her voice changed or like do a loud scream to like startle you and different fun things that she's been adding in there. So MJ Honeybee, make sure you check her out on Twitch. She's usually gaming, I think, like three times a week. So um, give her a follow and see when she's live. I'm hopefully going to play with her again soon, but we'll see what happens. And um, otherwise, that's it. Andrea, thanks for uh, being with me here tonight. Of course. As always, cheers, everybody.